Sultans of Slam podcast for May 29th, 2016. Your host this week, of course, me, Lee. I am here. Andrew is joining me. I am as well. Money, Mr. Money in the Bank, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, so we went to the house show here in Winnipeg. W, uh, hashtag WWE Winnipeg uh, last night. It was a pretty good show. I made the joke to Andrew that you should buy a Money in the Bank briefcase because it is the season and he uh, disappears during the intermission and comes back with one. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Never make a joke to Andrew about buying any wrestling merchandise. Can't even speak. It's the humidity. Screwing with the old vocal cords. Uh, But here we are all the same on a Sunday to talk wrestling. Uh, We have Extreme Rules to talk about, the pay-per-view. We have Raw. We have uh, the impending brand split, I guess, to talk about, as well as the house show. Uh, What we liked of it and uh, and stuff like that. There were were some notable things that actually happened on this house show that would be kind of funny uh, for people who, uh, you know, because of course they don't matter, let's say. Um, and we'll talk about that as well, I guess. Uh, but let's start with the uh, the whole, whole brand split thing. So, uh, back in 2002, uh, when WCW folded and was purchased by uh, Vince McMahon and the WWE... Uh, well, you explain it, Andrew, because you were actually watching wrestling back then. <laughs> well, back then, like, when yeah. WCW was going to split. Uh, they were looking for a buyer. Vince bought them for cheap. Uh, it was an incredibly low cost to them, and they decided to... Split the brands because of the immense talent they had they had, mm. uh, they had taken over. Some of them they, they decided to send home with full, <laughs> with full with full pay. Didn't do it. Didn't do uh, one show, but the ones they wanted to keep, they ended up splitting the brands. And from time to time, they joined pay per views. Other times, they had their own pay per view. The the cool thing about it is, if you were a WCW fan, you had a place to go watch your WCW superstars, and they were still. Technically, the WCW brand because they were pitted against the WWE superstars. Well, they had the, the problem was when they had the invasion that they only had. I don't want to say mid Carters, but they had the, the. Hey, they had Booker T. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but that was it. Booker yeah. T would, was a company man. You know, he's getting paid; he'll do it. Whereas they, guys like Kevin Nash didn't have to show up because of their contract. Scott Hall didn't have to show up, so they didn't show up until I think it was like oh four, no way out. Mm-hmm. When they brought them back, so so a little bit different story here. Of course, uh, spinning out of WrestleMania 32, people thought that with the Shane McMahon angle, where if he loses, uh, you know, all the stipulations that were involved there, that they just completely forgot about the Raw following. Uh, that maybe there would be a split there. That if Shane took over Raw, uh, the McMahons would then move on to SmackDown. There'd be a draft, and it'd be two separate things. Uh, of course, that kind of got muddied with, with with what happened in the past two months. But apparently, now we're hearing that uh, by mid July. Uh, there could be a split between Raw and SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown is confirmed to be moving to Tuesday night. It's going to be a live show for two hours. Uh, as of right now, Raw is still planned to be a three-hour live show. We don't know if that will be reduced because of the uh, uh, the impending, well, you know, shallowing out of the roster, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this comes after news of uh, Cody Rhodes' split from the company uh, and all these other guys, your, your uh, you know, Bad News Barretts, <laughs> we'll call them, uh, your, you know, your Damian Sandows and these guys that now... Oh, there you go. Now more than ever, uh, you, you could use these mid-card guys because uh, they might have the chance to to be elevated, uh, but now they're gone out the door. Like We, we kind of learned this week with Cody Rhodes asking for his own release uh, that you know he wasn't really down with the Stardust character. Everybody kept giving him props for being like, yeah, he's seeing it through, he's seeing it through, but it sounds like he was ready to move on 
and they weren't letting him. <laughs> no, they were. They weren't going to let him stop, and they just thought they'd keep him where he was. And he is more than that, and thought he was more than that. So he's gone. Uh, it looks like Ring of Honor is uh, is his next. Well, he has his sights on. Of course, he has a, a, a non compete, so he can't immediately go work for another wrestling brand. Um, I, w- I wouldn't doubt the fact that he pulls like a Christian. Yeah, ends up going to a different company, proves that he can be that talent. Yeah, and then ends up coming back a couple of years down the road. Uh, to quote one Jeff Gertzman on the Power Bombcast of GiantBomb.com. Little shout out. Uh, he he's he basically brought attention to the fact that there's all this about grabbing the brass ring, and the way to do that apparently is to leave the company or do it outside of the company. Come into the WWE as a 39 year old rookie, and you'll get the push based on nothing within that own company. So it, it, it seems increasingly that the WWE is not interested in. There is a schism bef- between who they feel is a main event guy, and who is the mid-carters that will never go beyond it. Unless they've groomed you. Yeah. Unless they've specifically groomed you like NXT. Like, look at Kevin Owens. Sure. He's just on top of the world right well, now. He, you can't, know, he can't do any wrong. In my opinion, the proof is in the pudding. He, he's held some of the, the, you know, within the year he's been in the company, yeah, he's held the IC title and whatnot. Uh, but, but do you think they are seriously considering him for a heavyweight title run? They will. Okay, I absolutely think <laughs> they will. Positive, power of positivity right there. <laughs> uh, so with, with a draft and whatnot, uh, the, the question now, and everybody's stipulating, because obviously nobody knows, what will happen? What, will there be another belt introduced? There'll be like a Raw and SmackDown belt. Will the US title and the IC title be split between the two shows? It, it should. Should there be another set of tag belts uh, for the other show? Should there be another women's belt uh, for the other show? Uh, I have my feelings on it. Andrew, how do you, what, what do you think they should do with the championships? Dual championships. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Actually, I'm reading something right now uh, that they are looking at that. Okay. Um, the, oddly oh, enough. They're considering it? it? They know already. They've, they've, they've got this planned out, and it would be absolutely stupid for them not to do the dual title. They, they tried back back when they had the first brand split. Yeah. I think, like, Taker was the champion, and Taker had to go to both Raw and SmackDown, and it was really hard to cultivate any kind of uh, title storyline. Because, say, the person that you want him to feud with is on Raw. While SmackDown comes around, what does he do? He has a random match that, that has absolutely no point. Then you have to wait till Raw again. I see what you mean. But, like, there's also something in the us versus them. Like, if SmackDown... Right now, it seems like Vince is going to be involved in SmackDown. So maybe Raw becomes the indie darling. Like, where they bring up the NXT guys. Whatever ends up happening, one of these two shows is going to be the one that you will gravitate to. Raw. It, 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 we don't know however it splits up the way the way it's sounding right now is they're going to have a little bit more of the mid-card talent on SmackDown to make it that mid-level between okay. NXT and Raw that's what it sounds so you like you think your Kevin Owens Sami Zayn AJ Styles guys go to SmackDown maybe not AJ or? Styles they've got really big yeah. plans for AJ within the next year but from at least from what it sounds people are saying yeah but I can way- tell by how many matches he's lost that he has, they have big plans for him. Well, pay your dues, right? Yeah. You were in our company to begin with. You, <laughs> you lose six in a row, and then you're going to win <laughs> six in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really interesting that they would do that. Kind of like a mid-level, like, we want to make this a big show. We want to flesh out the storylines well, at the same the time. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, mean, uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that he finds himself on, his, on SmackDown. Sure. For the remainder. And, and, and it was pointed out to me yesterday that he, he, might, he might not even be there that long. Because yeah. the way it felt at, at the live show yesterday... Uh, he it was like a, it was like a grand finale, like a goodbye. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, the same I'm, I'm, can be said for back. so many wrestlers. Like Mark Henry, is he on the payroll still? Like, is it time to take up the boots, Mark? That's, Henry? that's a good question. Uh, so 
beyond that, I, I feel that having uh, the WWE Championship be just that, it's it's the highest level. And if a guy on Raw is holding it, so be it. And if a guy on SmackDown is holding it, so be it. The US title and the IC title would then become the bigger titles of the shows. And of course, with the pay-per-views, every third pay-per-view or whatever, it would be a crossover. They would do a Raw match, a SmackDown match, a Raw match, a SmackDown match, uh, you know coming all together with your Raw champion or SmackDown champion versus the number one contender from the other brand. Whether he's currently the IC or US title holder in that case, so be it. Um, it'll be an easier way to see the ranking, I believe. As far as like splitting a tag belt and stuff like that, I, I feel the same way. If New Day is your uh, championships champions going forward, whether they end up on Raw or SmackDown, have the contendership be just that. Someone comes up on one brand, someone comes up on the other brand, and systematically, the New Day has to defend their championship against both. Uh, with the women's, there there isn't enough depth in the women's now, which is strange, because it seems like six months, you know, so many months ago, it was like, man, there are too many wrestlers competing for this one this one belt, but if they're split up now, if we're talking seven and seven, six and six, whatever they have... That is, that is definitely one that I can see them actually doing the women's on both. Yeah. And saying, you know what... Don't we're not, we're not going to draft the women's. We're going to keep them the involved. <laughs> the, 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 the women's division, yeah, yeah, superstars, and keep it um, going on both shows because of that. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think you could actually flesh out any kind of female roster with like if, if you had like Lana, Summer Rae, yeah. Alicia Fox, yeah, on, on, on one side. And then, I don't know, Paige, Becky, and Sasha on the other. Yeah, speaking of uh, schisms, as I said earlier, the the workability of the of the women's is... You have your high tier, and you have your low tier. There really isn't a lot of, uh, you know, your Naomi, your Tamina's... I guess would be your middle, middle women's uh, wrestlers right now. But otherwise, between Sasha, Becky, Paige, Charlotte, it's a lot different than what you have coming in with Eva Marie, Lana... Uh, Summary, I put her in the middle too. She's oh right. man, I really hope on a personal note that this is not just the way for them to put Eva Marie uh, on, on one the of them as roster. the number one. Uh, yeah, so obviously there'll be a story angle working into this, especially with a draft involved. Of course, you can have some surprises if you're doing the draft on like a Monday Night Raw or something like that. You could have Shinsuke Nakamura come up, you, depending on how the story flushes out. Obviously, if if one of them is going to be the this is Vince's company, this is Vince's show. And the other becomes the, like I said, the indie darling, Shane McMahon, or, or whatever it's going to be. Or Triple H. Where's Triple H been? It's just, this is just really, well, he's NXT. They're not going to, yeah. I don't think they're going to involve him to that point. I think this is going to become another uh, Shane versus Stephanie idea where, because they're, they're, they're totally going that direction because they're having them both run Raw. Yeah. Who runs it better? And then at that point, I, I, I even wouldn't be surprised, even though I think Shane would, would end up running Raw, if this is the direction they're going. But... I could almost see because of the way they're going that Shane ends up running SmackDown. Well, the way you have to like look into some other ventures as well. Like Vince has been selling off his stock, and it's it's not a matter of the company's doing bad. It's a matter of a, a shift in power. It's it's maybe handing off the company. It could, it's it could be direction because yeah. again, like they were looking for stakeholders in the UFC. Vince missed the train the first time. Yeah, Shane told and like Shane told him, invest in this. It's going to be big. Let me run this. I know what I'm doing. He didn't. Then Dana White uh, leading it for the uh, the owners led UFC into a great place. I think mm-hmm. I think what last month was the first time they've lost money. Did they even? I think they. Had, like, I, I think I, I think they lost money that month. Well, they got uh, UFC 200 coming up, right? So yeah. it's going to be that's that's their WrestleMania 32 uh, in in a much shorter amount of time to get there. So uh, so good for them, I guess. 
so yeah, until until we know more, there's there's not much more to say other than uh, what what you hope you will see. It's a real bummer that yeah, like those guys like Cody Rhodes couldn't stick it out. Uh, they must have said you know I can't see them operating in the shadows. Like you won't know what brand you're going to end up on. We, you won't know what plans we have for you. Uh, but at least this was on the table that hey, we're going to be splitting this up. We're going to need guys more than ever. Um, I just really hope there is one of those like oh my god moments because like when they split sure. when they split Raw and SmackDown, uh, no one knew who the GM of Raw was going to be. Yeah, and then when Vince was in the ring and said you know he, he made the promo about you got you got to squash at your competition, someone that has you know the intestinal fortitude, blah, blah blah, and then all of a sudden he announces Eric Bischoff, mm-hmm. something real like that because the superstars in the back didn't know it yeah. and there was still a bunch of WCW talent in the back so it's like when Booker T was in the back doing an interview and Eric walks by Booker pats him on the back it says long time Booker and walks by and he legitimately like his catchphrase was please tell me I didn't just see that <laughs> he legitimately meant that because he had the superstars had no idea he was going to be there so you're thinking they do something like that I really hope they do yeah because that would definitely push the brand split even further well, that's, that's what I'm saying with the championships, too. Like, don't... I wouldn't elevate any title over the other. Like, I, if there's a SmackDown belt, well, the Raw belt is still going to be considered the, the main WWE belt, right? Oh, apparently it's screaming time out in the uh, the courtyard here. <laughs> um, anyways, we'll get a... You know what? Pretty soon, man. Get a house. Get a proper recording room. Put up some soundproof walls. And then oh, the only person that can hear us scream is us. Um Anyways, that so that's what we have uh, so far for the for the brand split. Uh, obviously, I, I would want to see Raw maybe come down to a two hour show, be a little tighter. Um, it, what happens with it, with the announced teams and stuff like that? Vince is on record saying Moronalo is not not his favorite. Uh, he doesn't. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he doesn't like that he mentions other wrestlers and wrestling groups and and calls the match like it is. Uh, obviously, that's more what people are looking for. Um, but you know, you got to protect. Protect the brand. It would be it would be curious to see what everybody else's thoughts on Marwan Ronaldo are. Obviously, he's he's got talent. He's a great ring announcer. Don't you know what you you, you can you can you can say that you don't want him to talk about uh, other superstars, yeah. other other businesses and stuff like that. But don't don't make us seem like we're stupid that we don't know. Well, what you know what's interesting too is like Michael Cole just takes crap constantly uh, because not not necessarily because Michael Cole is bad at his job. Michael Cole is doing what he's being paid to do. Yep. He's got a, a you know an earbud in and he's being told what to say. Fair enough. But when you see like when they did that uh, that Tokyo House show and Michael Cole's announcing it, well obviously no bud in his ear that day and he he was doing a better job. He was calling the match. He wasn't having to to parrot uh, Twitter and nine ninety nine for the WWE network. And you're like, okay, Michael Cole, you know he's he's got some he's got some bones in the game here. He's he's you know, I gotta say too, I was actually paying attention to it when I watched uh, Raw. Mm-hmm. He actually made a conscious effort of actually calling maneuvers. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh, what a slam! What a hit!" He actually called them out. And realizing that, I really have to give him some credit because that yeah. was that was an absolutely like, huge change in the way you watch and you feel about the yeah. show itself. The, you're, you're, the thing you're, to always keep in mind that everybody you see on screen is basically they're being directed yeah. down a very narrow hallway by Vince McMahon and uh, you can only take it at face value like if you if you don't like someone if you don't like the promos they're cutting if it's boring don't necessarily blame them uh, because there's all these examples of well, pretty... you, let, you let somebody go Sami Zayn like 
on Raw, on, on SmackDown pay-per-views or whatever, not a great interview. But then you see anything that's directly on uh, WWE.com or whatever that, when they just do the side interviews and they just post them online. Yeah. It's all great, because they're, they're not being scripted for television. Well, it's like you can't blame the Shining Stars for what... Yeah. <laughs> what they, what, what, <laughs> for their gimmick. For their gimmick, yeah. yeah. They, like, they need something simple, yes, because they'll just get over based on wrestling ability. But uh, this... I, anyways, uh, let's let's talk about wrestle, the wrestling product as it stands with Extreme Rules. Uh, this was last Sunday. It was the last uh, pay-per-view I will have paid with with the network until uh, to everything. The dust kind of settles on, uh, I guess, b- buying some uh, some real estate here. Uh, I got I lucked out, though, because with May you get two pay-per-views. So there was, there were three weeks apart. So I got to see oh, yeah. Payback and Extreme Rules uh, f- for the low, low price of nine ninety nine. Uh, but let's talk about the uh, the show itself. I again actually watched this. didn't uh, didn't just put it on in the back. I like how that's something that people have to specify. I wasn't just on my cell phone with this on in the background. Uh, I actually watched uh, watched this pay per view again. And uh, the pre show match was Baron Corbin versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Corbin gets his win back uh, on this after losing to Dolph Ziggler on the pre show of Payback. Uh, I, whatever. I, I love how they're pushing this so much. At least until now. At least yeah. until that pay per view. It's just oh no you know it was, sorry it was on Raw too they pushed that as well I really cannot believe that they're still pushing this because if you want, if, if Vince likes Baron Corbin yeah he really does and that's why he moved up so soon he moved up a little too soon but he's handling it well my thing is though if you're gonna have someone opposite him and I understand there's a there's a really there's a, there's a low amount of talent that can really push someone up like that but putting him opposite Ziggler who is really just been slapped around for like the last number of years it really doesn't put the believability in there for him trying to you know become better and become bigger yeah i don't think anybody sees ziggler in an actual story angle or program anymore he's really just he's the over mid card guy that you can you can job out new talent to yeah like that that's uh or rather the other way around um and that and that's basically what happened here it was a no disqualification match but in a lot of these extreme rules matches those gimmicks felt so forced uh, and unnecessary being there whatsoever, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so our first match of the uh, show proper was Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows uh, against the Usos. Uh, of course, later later in the night we had Roman Reigns and AJ Styles where uh, there would be an uh, extreme rules match, meaning, of course, both these guys can be in their uh, their guy's corner. It was the club versus the bloodline or whatever you want to call it. Um, y- yeah. Carl and Luke go over the Usos here. It was a tornado tag team match, so everybody was allowed to be in the in the ring at the same I'm time. I'm so glad they're actually doing a, a tornado tag team. Okay, <laughs> because it, it's you know what we 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 don't get even it's a simple gimmick. It's tornado tag. There's no tags. Yep. It's it's the smallest of gimmicks, but it changes the dynamic of the match immensely, mm-hmm. immensely. Because you're having two groups of things going on at the same, theoretically going on at the same time. Unfortunately, WWE doesn't like to film two things at once anymore. No, it's tough. But <laughs> that being said, they still did a fine job with their tornado tag. Yep. This needs to happen more often. Uh, so uh, I don't like either of these tag teams. Like Carl and Luke haven't really done anything for me. They have, they have, but they have their entire gimmick is you. is based around being like crazy American assholes in Japan. Well, now they're like PG rated American assholes, and they're <laughs> just talking about Japan. It's not as cool. Uh, the Usos, I've never felt any affinity for, uh, other than the face paint and whatnot. That's like literally the only color they bring to the wrestling ring, uh, personality wise and whatnot. Family loyalty. That's what that's what they have. I don't. I feel nothing for the Usos. I'm glad they lost here. 
Uh, and of course, them losing here pretty much set up Roman Reigns to, to retain. I think everybody kind of felt at the beginning of the night, yeah. it's, like, eh, it's over. Uh, Rusev with Lana uh, takes on Kalisto here. Uh, Kalisto is the champion uh, in this match, if you remember correctly. Uh, and Rusev goes <laughs> over, takes it from Kalisto. You bring up Kalisto for any number of other programs. You knew that uh, was you knew that was happening. Yeah, the belt's better on Rusev. Absolutely, he can do more with it. Absolutely, uh, a little more personality and whatnot. Uh, next up, we had the new day. Uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods getting a chance to wrestle more, which is good because uh, he's as entertaining as any of them. Uh, of course, the champions with Kofi Kingston at ringside. Kofi Kingston. They all are good in the corner of just being the cheer guy. Like Xavier Woods, obviously with the trombone and whatnot, fantastic. Even Kofi Kingston when he like they're. The New Day's just solid. Like they, they can break down that wall. Maybe not Big E as much, but they can break yeah. down that wall to really interact with the fans yeah. as the match is going on. Uh, and they're going, of course, against the Vaudevillains, Aiden English and Simon Gotch. Uh, the Vaudevillains lose here to the team of the New Day, uh, and the New Day retains. Sure, why not? Yeah. Vaudevillains seem to be doing fine uh, as far as a call-up. They're, they've been integrated pretty well. I, um, I, I, I was really no, uh, I didn't understand why he, they were called up at first. Yeah, but they're handling it really well. I mean, I understand that they, they need to lose before they can win. And also, it seems like we went from uh, like infinite tag teams to like six. Like, it didn't seem like we had a ton. Like when they did the, the tournament, it seemed like there was a lot more tag teams than there is now. And I don't well, know. They had, they had to force that though. Yeah, they had to force that hand. They had to force that tournament. It was a way of. Enzo and Cass and the Vaude Villains. <laughs> it actually, all kind of unraveled. Actually, yeah. Yeah, actually getting some yeah. matches in, and then all of a sudden Enzo and Cass had the little mishap, or Enzo had the little mishap, mm. and Vaude Villains took advantage of it, in my opinion. So they just pushed, yeah. they just pushed a program with uh, the Dudleys and Enzo and Cass. That, you know what? Like Ultimately, that could have been the best for everybody involved. Uh, Enzo and Cass, of course, didn't lose any heat or, or anything like that. No. Uh, with what happened to them, and, and the Vaude Villains got to be a little more front and center for, for the next couple weeks. So. And that being said, Cass has done a great job. Oh, yeah. Great job, sure. uh, just staging everything off while Enzo's been yep. recovering until now. It's uh, it's an acquired taste, we'll say that, but uh, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, next, the match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, also, that New Day match was very short, 620 when yeah. we went for, for a tag team match, which is interesting. Uh, next up, we had The Miz, uh, current IC champion with Maurice, uh, versus Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in a fatal four-way Um no other stipulations here other than the four. This one, 18-18, uh, was a fantastic match. Everybody kind of had their spots. Uh, right off the bat, Sami Zayn haluva kicks uh, Kevin Owens and takes him out of the match for a bit, which which got the, the crowd pumped up. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing negative to say about this. Miz can totally hang with all of these these people uh, working his heel angle in here. Um, you know, you, you got matchups between basically everybody, I think, by the time this, this match was over. Uh, and Miz, of course... Uh, Kind of steals the win here at the end, uh, defeating defeating Cesaro. I believe it was he he pinned. Um, good match. It was a good match. I, yeah. was, I was I was really. I'm not a huge Miz supporter. No, I mean that's that that's well known. I'm, I'm not a hater, but I'm not a supporter either. That being said, I really enjoyed all four of them this match, especially yeah. the Miz. Yeah, I, I I really really saw something that he could hang with the rest of them. He brings he he does bring something different to the match, especially having Maurice there as a, as a duo. I I always said in the past though the Miz puts tries to put himself over if he had Maurice there and I always thought that for years and years I'm like she's not doing anything she's sitting at home like wouldn't it make sense for Looking her to be good. there and, yeah. it, and now she's there and now yeah. it's and now it's it's working mm-hmm. it's absolutely working she's a lot nicer to look at than Damian Sandow yeah yeah uh, next up kind of a mess of a match I don't know 
it got a lot of ire on the internet. I, I didn't. I just felt it was boring and paced terribly, and that's Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho in the Asylum match, which is a steel cage match uh, for a pinfall or submission. I think was the stipulations of the match, and there was a number, a numerous weapons. Uh, hanging from the top of the steel cage here. This just felt like it was 16 minutes too long. It felt like it needed to be a little more frantic paced than grabbing weapons, using them, and just getting on with it. The only, the only thing that put it over was the, were the tacks. Uh, and even then, by the time the tacks came out, at minute 23, who cares? Like, it was like, oh, man. Like, uh, um, So, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> Tanner's decided to come sit on, sit on Andrew's lap. Uh, yeah, just... The pacing of the match is way off. Ten minutes could easily be removed from the center of this match. Dean Ambrose used some nunchucks at a certain point. No one used the potted plant. There was a... Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah, the steel bucket, <laughs> of course, had the thumbtacks in it. Chris Jericho t- takes the thumbtacks. Uh, apparently 70 thumbtacks had to be removed from him. We saw him last night. He looks like he's healed pretty well. Uh, thumbtacks apparently not that devastating of a weapon. Well, you could see on the on Monday on the broadcast when he had it yeah. all patched up, you could see that there were still some red spots that you could, that they opened up a couple of the wounds. Yeah, in the in the, uh, the, in the bandages. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, it looked gnarly. Uh, went too long and uh, suffered because of it. W- uh, wasn't a bad match, just boring. I just don't, I don't blame them. I blame the way it was set up. Yep, a- and everything leading up to it, like. Do we really need Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho together? Does Dean Ambrose need the rub from Chris Jericho? They don't, they don't do anything for each w- other. Wouldn't, like, an Apollo Crews or one of these guys, may, like, do way better with Chris Jericho? Even Baron Corbin against Chris Jericho is... You know, that would that would be great. It'd be fine. Uh, because they'd, they'd both be playing kind of different heels from one another. One of them would just be the brooding brick shithouse. <laughs> uh, the other one would just be the, the guy who talks too much. Uh, next up, we had Charlotte and Natalia... Uh, the ending of this match kind of ruined it for me. Of course, Ric Flair was uh, banned from ringside if he showed up. Uh, it would be an automatic win for Natalia, in which she would lose her title. Not just a DQ, she would lose her title. Uh, and it was a submission match. You had to win by a submission. Uh, so that was the name of the game here. Of course, Natalia, I believe, had Charlotte in the sharpshooter. Someone comes out dressed as OG Ric Flair. It's Dana Brooke. Uh, she's distracted long enough to, to lose. Again, the whole the whole thing being set up here is that Natalia is the old guard. She is a disciplined wrestler, and again and again, Natalia is losing her composure or being distracted, and it's just a lame finish uh, for a match that that could be could be so much more. And uh, that's a bummer for Natalia. Uh, I thought they would have given it to her on payback and maybe lost it three weeks later. So so be it. It, it adds credibility to the championship. That Natalia has held it at some point. That 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 switch is going to be changing soon since they uh, they already have the program set for SummerSlam. Good. So, <laughs> uh, and then of course following up on Raw, we we got to see the fallout of of this match. But whatever. Uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles is next. Perfectly fine match. Uh, I don't know if it was better than the Payback match. Payback match without uh, interruptions would have been, I think, a better match. This was fine. Of course, you did did eventually get the uh, the run in of uh, Anderson and Gallows and the Usos. Uh, but didn't really factor into the fu- the finale of the match, which was the phenomenal forearm, b- forearm being speared out of the air. <laughs> Tongue twister. Uh, yeah, and then AJ Styles, of course, got got his spot in with the chair where he just got to kind of unleash. And and you got to see a more aggressive AJ Styles, like more, n- not heel tactics, but very violent, very aggressive uh, AJ Styles uh, in these matches and the Raw following. So that was Extreme Rules, uh, which felt, you know... Maybe like a seventy-five percent versus paybacks a hundred percent. Like it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a full tilt uh, pay per view, but it was it was fine. Uh, and that championship match went twenty-two minutes, so it actually was uh, four minutes shorter than that friggin' asylum match between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. Uh, so that's it. That was Extreme Rules. What do you what did you 
Did you like? Did you? You know what? I'll be honest. I got a little distracted as I was going as I was watching it. It was a good pay per view, but it wasn't like it's something you could have had on in the background because everything you thought that was going to happen kind of happened. Yeah. I mean, even the Rollins thing. I sat there the entire. Oh paper, yeah, that paper. happened. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah end of the paper. End of the pay per view after Roman won. Seth Rollins came out, pedigreed Roman, and that was it. That was the end of that. Yeah. Um, Big that, pop for Seth Rollins. I, I, I was sitting there for the entire pay per view wearing my Rollins shirt. Yeah, waiting for it to so happen. yeah. Too bad it couldn't happen during the Asylum match. Uh, <laughs> he just attacks them for no yeah, reason. Yeah, so Seth Rollins is back. He's healthy uh, in in a healing time a la John Cena. Uh, his comeback from a shattered leg uh, to pedigree Roman Reigns and, and kind of set up what, what's coming next, of course. So that's Extreme Rules. Woo. Uh, next up is Money in the Bank, of course, and the Raw, the first Raw leading up to it. Of course, we got some qualifying matches. So uh, let, let's let's go right to it. Let's just, just jump into Raw. Unlike that Asylum match, uh, no wasted time here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins comes out to start the show. Uh, he's way over. Everybody's cheering him and whatnot. Uh, he immediately kind of turns on the crowd and, and you know draws the booze. Clearly, Seth Rollins is, is the same guy that left, uh, and he's looking for the uh, the belt. Of course, he never lost. Shane McMahon comes out and makes that makes that match at Money in the Bank, which will be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the title. There'll yep. probably be some shenanigans involved, especially considering who will win the Money in the Bank. Do they usually do Money in the Bank last? Ooh, I can't... No. It's usually before second the... Second last. Okay. It's second last. So the guy with the briefcase can run out yeah, during yeah. the last... Yeah, well, okay. he totally could. Uh, so next up, Seamus cuts a promo in the back about Sami Zayn's name and him being Canadian. Uh, he says he's going to, do, uh, going to do to Sami Zayn, won't be suitable for all ages uh, in the qualifying match. Of course, Sami Zayn wins that. Sheamus goes a little crazy and attacks Apollo Crews backstage while he's being interviewed. After that, Sheamus is uh, yelling about the new era and how you, you you guys think you're all that and whatever the hell's going on here. It was good for she- it was a good good backstage segment for Sheamus. He's got an intensity to him that's that's fine. Sheamus is okay in my book. Uh, new Day comes out and they have a, a birthday cake for the 1200th episode of Raw. Uh, birthday and anniversary of. You know, a round number of Raw, not quite the same thing, yeah. uh, but don't tell the New Day that. They're having a good time. Uh, the Social Outcasts come out. Now they're even numbers, three on three, with the Radical Mongoose, of course, uh, being released. Uh, <laughs> this was all leading up to Heath Slater taking the cake in the face. <laughs> still still jobbing. Still jobbing on incredible levels. Yes. <laughs> he had to go home to his kids after that. Uh, so I guess to be a jobber, you actually need to have success at one point. That's right. Hey, Slater. Come on. <laughs> when? Slater Gator. When? Oh, come <laughs> on. No. Uh, Cesaro and The Miz is out next. Um, there's a whole lot of talking. <laughs> and then uh, Cesaro ends up winning with the neutralizer. Um, so keeping Cesaro strong, but again, 50-50 booking. Uh, Cesaro, of course, I've never felt that he's lost clean. Uh, for example, in the Fatal 4-Way, he's, he got the tar beaten out of him, and Miz kind of stole the win there uh, from one of the bigger guys. Uh, Chris Jericho and Apollo Crews is next, and Jericho wins. So we have three qualifiers already in uh, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Chris Jericho. Which, you know, that's looking like a good match. It's the Fatal 4-Way from uh, Extreme Rules with more guys in it. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, Bob Backlund gives Darren Young some life lessons. This is the first time I caught this. I keep missing these. These. This was terrible. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, they're. I, I don't know where they're going with this. It really doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I get they're playing, they're playing on the whole Trump thing. Let's yeah. make America great again. Is Darren Young going to go against Rusev? Is he going to do anything? Is Darren Young ever going <laughs> to step into a ring again? 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler confronts Baron Corbin in the back. Corbin says he'll give him a rematch in what they call a technical wrestling match as opposed to their no-DQ match at Extreme Rules, even though the no-DQ part of it didn't really come into effect. Uh, Big Cass is out next with the uh, returning Enzo Amore, who, uh, in his uh, excitement to be back, like whips his microphone off stage. I don't know how he did this. <laughs> he was kind of going off the wall, and I don't, I don't know if it was if it was like scripted or not for Cass, but he actually just kind of puts his hand on him and is like, yeah. okay, come, cool come down, down a little bit, yeah. man. He's excited to be back. The guy's got energy. Um, cocaine is a wonderful drug. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, this leads to uh, Big Cass versus uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, obviously Enzo More. He, he can he can be next to the ring and I guess be physical, but they don't really want him uh, wrestling or taking big bumps quite yet. Uh, maybe he'll be ready for money in the bank or whatnot. Uh, next up, we have just the cringeworthiest of segments uh, with Charlotte, Ric Flair, and Dana Brooke coming out and Charlotte basically dismissing her, her father. Uh, apparently they're getting heat from other places in the world here asking for Charlotte to be suspended uh, over how, her treatment of her father. Like, India is sending them, like, hate mail. Being like, she she shouldn't be able to do that on TV. Don't mess with India, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was a, that promo, you know, I, I, Charlotte's cut some really bad promos <laughs> in, in history. Like, like yeah. just just the way she, she, she speaks and acts. But she did a really good job handling not only the crowd, but she kind of must, like, she must have tapped some inner emotions mm-hmm. on this. And they each, like, both of them knew where this was going to go. So obviously they were prepared for it. But it was a really well-cut promo, and it seemed to come from her heart. Yeah, so Dana Brooke will be hanging out with Charlotte now, and uh, Ric Flair is now dead to Charlotte by her own words, uh, and was sent to the back crying. <laughs> the uh, the sad walk of Ric Flair out, out the back to the exit was, was pretty funny. Um, you know, he always <laughs> he had his little suitcase. <laughs> he always has the ability to pull an emotion out of nowhere mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. So the, the tears just... Man, he's got a talent for that. Ric Flair's got, like, a tear button. He's, uh... Yeah. So Ric Flair gets consoled by Arn Anderson, Anderson in the back. Uh, he turns down an interview with Renee Young and leaves the arena. AJ Styles comes up to talk about his match against Roman Reigns. Uh, AJ says he would be the champion right now if it weren't for the Usos and, and Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson take exception to this and interrupt him. Gallows says if it weren't for them, AJ never would have made it to Extreme Rules. AJ says it's just business, not personal, and that they're done for now. Anderson says they're not friends anymore. They leave the ring. Uh, AJ is up against Kevin Owens next. Yeah, that's right. So a little bit of a breakup of the club. Sure, why not? Uh, Kevin Owens defeats AJ Styles in a pretty well fought match. Uh, and AJ Styles now are they going to do the thing where all the losers get to be in a big cluster F of a match to requalify? Or I don't know because we have we've got five out of the six. Yeah, like Ambrose, Zayn, Jericho, Owens, Cesaro. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll do a ten man bat- over the top of the rope battle royal. For the last spot. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I haven't heard anything. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, and Raw just kind of goes off the air after the match is over. No yeah. setup of an angle. If AJ Styles isn't, in fact, pursuing money in the bank, you know, Gals Anderson could have come out just on the ramp for a stare down. Like, just anything, just like to be intimidating. Because uh, AJ Styles, of course, is dwarfed by these other two men, and if they're against him. Okay, I stand corrected here on the, on the list of superstars. Because mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the WWE website, it has Ambrose, Zane, Jericho, Owens, Cesaro as featured superstars. Then I finally caught the picture at the top, and it has those five, but then Del Rio's in the background. <laughs> in the background. Del so, Rio qualified. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. but I, I totally forgot that, because I'm like, I'm looking at, like, okay, here's a list from WWE, like their website, and yeah. I'm looking at the five, and then I, I had to look at the picture to tell Del Rio was in it. He's not even featured, he's an afterthought. Well, it was in SmackDown, he qualified, right? Yeah. yeah. 
who's he against? I don't even remember. I honestly don't. I <laughs> honestly like don't even remember. Or something? It, it's something. It must have been something like that. Sinkara? Anyway, Zach, Zach, Zach Ryder. It was, was it Zach, Zach Ryder. Ryder. That's oh, who it no. was. Uh, again, Zack Ryder is a guy that needs to hold out because whatever happens with the brand split, Zack Ryder will get to do something. We don't know what it is yet, uh, but Zack so. Ryder will get to dear, do something. Dear God, I hope so. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Uh, let's talk something specific to us and this podcast, uh, which is hashtag WWE Winnipeg uh, that went down yesterday, Saturday the 28th. Uh, this was, we thought we were getting the A, a squad uh, for a long time leading up to this. Then uh, kind of in the previous weeks, I think May 16th or so, they updated the card uh, and flipped and, it. And kind of flipped it. I could see why, though. Jericho, Winnipeg, it makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, I, and, and it turned out that, that was a good call. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said this yeah. to my girlfriend yesterday after we got home. I said, you know what? I went into this thinking the lowest of the low. Yeah, and it ended up being the best, they were, they were best two, show. Yeah, there were, yeah. were two matches I wanted to see, and the rest of it was just gravy. Yeah. And in this case, I walked out going, I was invested in every single match yeah. that we saw. It was So this is my third house show. Uh, you you have in the past seen your Raws and Smackdowns. I've not. I've only seen these house shows. And I would say uh, th- this. Yeah, it was nice to sit together for once too, so we can just like we're yell t- crappy. We're, we're, we're not we're not like Facebooking across, yeah, the, exactly. across the arena. Uh, so we we I kind of live tweeted it from the TBA account with the uh, winners and losers. And a uh, big thing here was that Sasha was Sasha Sasha Sasha, Sasha blanks blanks. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you this humidity. I can't it can't speak. Uh, Sasha Banks Sasha. Sasha. Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks. Okay, she was cleared uh, literal days uh, before this this was happening. And this was the first match she had worked since her concussion. Uh, So a lot of speculation on Twitter, especially from people from out of town, being like, will she be there? Uh, And of course she landed in our lovely Richardson Airport. I feel sorry for some of them because they landed like really early yesterday morning. And then I saw the tweet with uh, Sasha Banks this morning when I got up around, I left about 6 a.m., and I'm looking at uh, Twitter, and all of a sudden it's Sasha Banks tweeting about how Byron Saxton at our airport ordered 14 egg whites. Like, 14, from, from Salisbury Coast? Yeah, 14 <laughs> egg whites. He's got to stay, stay lean. She, she could not believe it. Man, yeah, that's the cool thing. Whenever WWE comes to your town, whether you go to the show or not, paying attention to them on Twitter and then realizing that these people have to be at Raw in a couple days. Like, Cesaro this morning uh, just tweeted, opted to drive instead of fly. What? So he's currently, he worked last night, this morning what? he presumably got up and he's driving to Chicago? Where, where is Raw? It's in Illinois, right? Yeah, but they have a show again tonight. Okay, well, he, well maybe Cesaro's not on that show. But there's or two, maybe there's, he is. There's, there's, yeah, I thought there were dual shows. Maybe after wrestling last night, Cesaro jumped in a car and he's driving to Illinois. That guy is uh, Which is at least 16 hours away, let's be honest here. So... Uh, g- crazy, crazy. Anyways, let's talk about the show uh, itself, WWE Live. Uh, Byron Saxton comes out. He uh, introduces the, the evening. Before the, the show starts, they're going to show a previous match of some kind. You can use Twitter, uh, whatever. They always have the screen up, so you can you can use the hashtag, and they show pictures of people at the event and whatnot. And it's very, very neat. Uh, place seemed pretty pretty full uh, compared was, to previous house shows. It was, shows. Close, it was, it was packed. close to a sellout. Yeah. Uh, lots of merch. Man, if I, I counted the Money in the Bank briefcases as we left, 14. You know, I counted 14 I Money never, in the Bank briefcases. I never saw any of them when I went up there, when I was walking around, like, people holding them, like, oh, man, I'm going to be, like, the guy with the briefcase. <laughs> no. Then when we were leaving, because <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were trying to keep up with you guys to get to the parkade. Yeah. I'm just picking them off, like, left yeah. and right. Like, I was bro- in the minority like, not shirts. carrying a briefcase at that point. <laughs> I thought I was so special. No, apparently not. Well, no. now you are, because now you just... 
Just have it. Yeah. You're more, it's more spread out now. I'll be the only one actually using it on a daily basis. Yeah. Lots of uh, New Day unicorn horns. Lots of, uh, yeah. Wrestling. Budios, uh, cereal Budios boxes. cereal boxes. People brought to hold up and whatnot. Uh, good, good stuff. So first off, to, to start to, to set the tone, uh, we had, well, the big show uh, versus Eric Rowan with Stro- uh, Strowman at ringside. Uh, we thought this was going to be a tag team match with, with Kane, but Kane was not involved. No, he apparently uh, did not show. There's... <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were. I was reading how some guys in a van pulled up. Maybe. And, uh, maybe. Wait, maybe. was that in the break or did we talk about that on the podcast? That was in the break. Some soccer player. Or yeah. Something. Anyway, they uh, basically when I was looking at uh, the news and it says like oh, on a website it had like Kane uh, was supposed to be in this match and then brackets absent. So so the match was better without him there because Big Show, who is still the bigger of the three men in this match, was basically being picked on. By two uh, large men. And it was face Big Show, who is extremely over. When Big Show comes out and he's smiling and he waves, you're just like, oh, Big Show! When he comes out as a heel, well, you're just like, go away, There Big was Show. a kid in the New Day shirt that was being held up along the uh, the curve to ringside. Yeah, Big Show gave him a kiss. Well, he, he, <laughs> he takes his giant hand, puts it on his head, and rubs his hair. I'm like, yeah. his hand is bigger than the kid's head. Yeah, everybody loves uh, face Big Show. Uh, it just, I, I hope he ends his career on that note. Like, he ends, he gets the hero's farewell. Yeah. Uh, as a man who, had, uh, like, in the middle of a mat. Ooh, Tanu, Tanu's having a little... Little fight. Yeah. The cats are... Cats are being distracting right now. They're being Ric Flair's to our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, ho- I hope that's how it ends up for him. So, yeah, we have the remainder of the Wyatts, who, when it's just the two of them and they're both wearing sheep masks, is very intimidating compared to when Bray Wyatt or Luke, Luke Harper is with them. It's really creepy. Yeah. Really creepy. Uh, so, a fine match. Uh, you know. The- they were, you know what, it was better than expected. Because at first, you know, like a live show, you can kind of just, okay, this is the bathroom match, walk out, and, it's, yep. and it's, this was the opening match, and I was really just, I mean, we were all yelling stuff, we were just yeah. saying stuff, we were joking about it, and it was a really entertaining match for what it was. This, I, was, this is the thing they did twice in the in the night, uh, or a couple, actually three times when you get really considerate, because the next one with, with, with Sin Cara, too, having the face be basically in a handicap match, because the guy outside the ring is going to mess with, with the face at yeah. some point, uh, actually made for a more dynamic because uh, there's nothing on the line there's no title on the line it's it, like again none of it matters quote yeah. unquote in a house show but it makes you cheer for the guy that you like who Big Show Sin Cara who really cares but having it be kind of in a handicap match setup, uh, it made it a, it a fun match to watch and kept the crowd into it too uh, seeing that the, the face was being messed with so of course Big Show wins with the KO punch eventually after taking out uh, Strowman on the side uh, and fighting, fighting through the interference fighting through the interference that's right uh, and, and taking the match. Next up, like I just said, we had Sin Cara come out, and we're, we're wondering what this match will be if Kalisto's involved in a match later in the night, which was kind of cool about this house show is there was some mystery involved, and we got some matchups we weren't expecting. We Yeah, we definitely thought there was going to be like a, a certain setup to this, so we, yeah. we saw the superstars, and it was not what we thought it was no, going to be. for the better. Yeah. Uh, really, Sin Cara comes out alone uh, versus the Shining Stars, which I called. I'm like, it's going to be the freaking Shining Stars, and it was. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. They cut a promo coming out about Puerto Rico and how Winnipeg sure. sucks. It's like, yeah, okay. But the problem was they had some mic difficulties, so we, we could kind of hear them, but we couldn't really make out some of the stuff. House shows have that issue where uh, the speaker setup, if, especially if you're on the floor, becomes very echoey. Yeah. Uh, and if someone's speaking quickly or with an accent of any kind, it becomes very difficult. Even Byron Saxon, for a lot of the night, was difficult to hear. Chris Jericho, they they seem to have fixed the problems. Not the problems, per se, but they got the sound mix yeah. a little better. Uh 
So Sinkara fights against the Shining Stars. Again, the Shining Stars, say what you want about them. The gimmick's dumb, but they're fine workers. I'll take them over the Usos any day of the week. If I could have gotten... I know they were a little bit... They were weak as well as Los Matadores. Yeah. But they're 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 performing differently in the ring. They're, yeah. they're using different move sets. I'm seeing more from them than I didn't see before. You so, will never see someone make lemonade out of lemons more than these two guys. <laughs> They're being put in a terrible position, and they're really, really doing a good job. They have a they have a place on one of these split brands as a heel team. Yeah. No, no question at all. Uh, and they'll do well, and I hope that this gimmick can evolve a little bit into just a straight villain gimmick. Like, they don't need this Puerto Rico no. BS. It's completely unnecessary. Without them saying that all the time, we could still dislike them, and they could still get yeah. over his heels. And we got the opposite finish here with the Shining Stars using interference to actually win against Sin Cara. Which kind of blew my mind. A non-title yeah. match, heel victory. Yeah. When, where does this happen? How does this happen? Usually at a house show, uh, faces will always win unless it's a, a a heel champion, which you get reversed. And, it's, and it becomes really weird, too, because what would be the commercial break or the cut to Michael Cole becomes the face having to sell and limp out of the ring, which is just very bizarre. Uh, in, in, in a house show setting but with all the house shows we've seen at this point uh, so anyway Sin Cara's gone uh, next up we got Baron Corbin coming out which is exciting in and of itself because I actually enjoy a Baron Corbin uh, so he comes out he trips on the stairs heading into the ring which is pretty funny when the heel trips on the stairs uh, and then yells at the security guard who's standing nearby like it's his fault uh, so there were shades of Kevin Owens in Baron Corbin's performance here especially sitting so close where you can hear them talking I... I, I, you know what? I, I, I liked him at first just because he's that guy who does not give a damn yeah. about anything. Like, it, I screwed that up. I he's really what Roman Reigns should have been. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really don't care. Yeah. And I tripped on the stairs. Yeah, so, so, so what? So what? Yeah. It happens. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> it's, it's dark in here. My entrance is dark. Uh, he really did a good job, though, in this match. I saw better moves from him. I mm. saw a better personality from him that we didn't see, we haven't seen on Raw yet. So if you didn't know how much experience he had going into this match, especially because he was against the Swiss Superman Cesaro, hung in the match. Like, no no complaints whatsoever about him being green in this match. Um, which you you get some from the villains, you get some from... Like, they're, they're very confident... Yeah, uh, but when it comes down to the actual like wrestling, there's there's some disconnect. Uh, like, like, like if you if you if you've watched NXT, you know his experience and yeah. how long he's been around, and no one really thought that he he was ready or should be ready to mm-hmm. make the jump. He made the jump. He made maybe he made it a little too soon. And what we've seen at the pay per views and Ross and stuff like that, where he's just been kind of handed the easy stuff. Yeah, actually seeing him go up against against someone who's his own size too. His is, own size. Yeah. And, like, can play off him, because Cesaro can be that really goofy guy yep. who, you know, just, you know, they're stuck in a corner. And Dude, so, and he comes in with a James Bond gimmick and rips off a suit. Yeah. Now. Like, he's a, a goofball. But he comes, like, when, when yeah, he was standing in the corner, he was pushed in the corner, and then Baron Corbin, you know, puts his hands to the side and saying, after you. Like, yeah. walk out of the corner. And then Cesaro goes, no, after you. <laughs> and they go back and forth, and Baron's just getting pissed off. I mean, it just, it was, it was, a, it, it was yeah. a matchup that we we've never seen before. Really, and I ultimately say have no had no business being together. Yeah, was well, fine. If they put this forward on Raw or something, mm. I would follow that way more than him and Ziggler. I felt that I haven't felt that I've seen Baron Corbin talk as much in the ring on television as he did. Like there were th- things you would only do in a house show, anyways, referencing the audience directly. Obviously, other than just yelling at them if they're they're chanting or whatnot. But Baron Corbin throws Cesaro in the corner at one point. 
points to a kid in the front row and says, this one's for you, kid. And then just low blow Cesaro. And you're like, okay, sure. Uh, He's yelling at the ref. He goes, in a near fall, he's getting up, he's getting in the ref's face. And the ref's a tiny guy and Baron Corbin's intimidating, but seems like young and cocksure. And it it works. Uh, So if if I took anything away from this match and this house show, uh, it's that... There is something in these uh, these wrestlers that maybe aren't getting their fair shake on TV, and that this brand split's going to be friggin' awesome for these guys. Baron Corbin is is a guy who can be in the top the top spot on e- easily. So we're we're, we're going to see some guys pull something out of the hat, yeah, on a on a on a daily basis because they're not they're not going to be in their comfort zone. They're not going to be handed the simple ones anymore. Absolutely. Uh, so right before the intermission, we got the Vaude Villains versus the New Day. Uh, the New Day was all the New Day you ever wanted them to be. Uh, these guys are always on. They're dancing. They're, they're everybody's into it. Uh, Vaude Villains comes out. They're 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 good. They're playing with the crowd too. Uh, pretty pretty standard match. We got Xavier Woods and Big E. Uh, a lot of hot tags going on in this match on both sides. Uh, near falls and whatnot. Um, a, a solid match. Lots of cool moves. And the New Day goes over and uh, retains their championships. Uh, and the crowd crowd like New Day is just a crowd a crowd pleaser. Like, oh yeah, they're just entertaining uh, for, for its own sake. Uh, Xavier Woods throws a Kamehameha at the end of the match. Like, what? Come on, what are you watching? <laughs> the, the 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 opening to that though, where he was taking his shirt off. I mean, I don't know if that. Oversh- oh yeah, yeah. You go ahead and explain that. It was it was really entertaining because Biggie takes his shirt off and he whips it into the crowd and he kind of you know centralizes it through the uh, through the floor end, and then he starts taking it off slowly, and it gets to about his his you know his his, yeah. his pecs, his nipples, and. He stops and just kind of does the, ooh, like, I yeah. can't do that, and puts it back down. And then he goes halfway and puts it back down. And there's a woman. Yeah. Kind not too of, far away from us. Yeah, not yeah. too far away from us. Also lifting her shirt She's also <laughs> lifting her shirt up, but she goes a halfway. And then Xavier, yeah. if Xavier, uh, Xavier goes all the way, she'll go all the way. Of course, her bra is still on. She's not flipping that. Yeah. But she, she goes up to Of the course, half- it's PG. Of course, it's PG, it's PG air. We can't go too far here. Yeah. Goes about halfway. A 280 pound man can undulate in the ring for 15 <laughs> minutes. That's okay. Xavier then... Tells her to go first. Yeah. She pulls her shirt up. Xavier takes his off, whips it into the crowd. His aim is terrible, but yeah. he's throwing it he's throwing it a little bit. Throws bit. it to an honest gentleman who who then uh who, yeah, who then yeah. After, doesn't clock clock walk him. After kind of getting it, yeah, yeah. D- directs the shirt towards her and Z- after she's Xavier it, lets her know me. that his uh, DMs are open. Uh and the match proceeds. Um Fantastic. Entertaining. Uh, there's, uh, like, I've seen a lot of these house shows. When they got to stretch it out a little bit, there's some preamble. Uh, the guy, you know, I've seen Adam Rose cut, like, a ten-minute promo uh, in a match before, <laughs> and I think it was against Fandango or something ridiculous. Uh, are you okay, Andrew? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> what? Did you find out what happened to Kane? Oh, my God. Um, anyways. Uh, so, then you get, we have an intermission here. Andrew goes and buys his Money in the Bank briefcase. He didn't have to climb a ladder for it. Next up, we have uh, three-on-three women's action. Uh, first out is Lana, who no one was expecting uh, at this this house show, and she's looking all right. Uh, so she goes to the <laughs> ring. Uh, Summer Rae and Dan- Dana Brooke follow her as the uh, heel team, I guess, in this case. Uh, Sasha Banks Page and Be- uh, Becky Lynch, just the, the, fan, the fanboy's dream. Uh, comes out, of course. Uh, all of them are over in their in their own way. These these three ladies, uh, and what proceeds is kind of a not not everybody gets their fair shake in this match for sure. Uh, Lana worked the majority of the match for the for the heel team. I actually saw that uh, on his before the match uh, last night. Mm-hmm. She actually thanked the uh, uh, NXT uh, ah, the workout center. Okay. 
Performance Center. Yeah, yeah. Perform- there we go. I'm looking, I'm looking, in Orlando. P word, I know this. Yeah. Uh, and NXT, and they, they, he actually thanked them and the coaches and everyone, uh, That the female wrestling coach, I can't remember her name, uh, on Twitter. And saying thanks, yeah, yeah, and saying thanks for the thanks for the good week of training. Yeah, I really learned a lot. Like, I'm really imp- no, I'm really impressed because from what I saw at Mania to yeah. what I saw last night, you know, Lana's already eclipsed a lot of those ladies yeah. who was in that like, <laughs> I, that Mania. I, I, I saw I saw more out of her <laughs> than I did I have seen out of like Summer Rae and Alicia Fox. Uh, Alicia Fox, sure. Summer Rae, I have seen be fine. Um, these cats are just going bananas. It's okay, guys. We're almost done. Relax. <laughs> so much frustrations. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Sasha Banks gets the submission win on Lana, I think, or in this case, Summer? Summer. Gets yeah, it, summer. it was Summer, yeah. She had uh, her in the bank statement. Yeah. Uh, Paige was in this match for 40 seconds, if that. And, and the guy behind us really, really, he really, really loved Paige. really liked Paige. The, well, you can check the hashtags on Twitter for WWE Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. There's actually a post that guy posted on Twitter yeah. and said, if anyone heard the guy screaming... For Paige? It was me. Yeah, he's like, that was me. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay. Sure, buddy. Uh, so this was fine. Uh, the pacing of the match was a little all over the place. Obviously, they're giving Lana uh, a lot of time. Uh, and she she did fine. Lana, if you're listening to this, you did, a, <laughs> you did okay. You did surprisingly okay. Uh, no, no miss. Like, when the other divas at the time were coming up... Uh, even go, you know, some of the ones who are currently on the rot, your Camerons and, and what have you. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of messy stuff. This this was not that. So good on the Performance Center, I guess, for bumping out <laughs> a solid wrestler. Uh, triple Threat is next. An interesting Triple Threat in that it's Kalisto versus Del Rio versus Rusev. Of course, the uh, League of Nations has recently broken up. Uh, but Del Rio and Rusev definitely did team up on uh, Kalisto here, and they're two big men beating the living crap out of poor little Kalisto. There was, there was that little bit of hope in the back of my mind. That I know I'm not the hugest fan, but because they said yeah. that they're going to a program on live shows with Del Rio and Cena, I'm like, I know he's coming this Monday. Yeah, we but all kind of little bit of hope. We all kind of thought that if Cena is doing any warm up in front of a crowd before Raw uh, tomorrow, now at this point, uh, and we heard the buzz about Del Rio that because Del Rio was confirmed, and you had Rusev and Kalisto, which seemed like its own match of itself. Yeah. Uh, that we might be getting uh, an eighth match that would be Del Rio and Cena comes out as a surprise. Uh, I think what we need to understand is that if Cena was going to be involved, it would have been advertised. I think with Jericho already being involved, it would have been overkill, and, and Cena didn't need to fly all the way up. Uh, so no Cena. Uh, but uh, Kalisto, Del Rio, Rusev was a fine match in and of itself. Uh, a, s- a lot of storytelling in this match, too. Kalisto, of course, being the face throughout of it. Uh, the guy you kind of want to cheer for as Del Rio and Rusev team up on him. <laughs> Del Rio and Rusev, are, are, it, they went from hugging to 40 seconds later exchanging punches. Uh, both both guys are fine. Uh, Del Rio is just an intimidating big guy. Rusev kind of rides the line, being entertaining and being kind of a big goofball. And yeah. uh, lots of lots of big spots in this match. Lots of slams. Lots of uh, good stuff. Good match. Poor, uh, poor Kalisto took so many bumps. He got his ass kicked uh, up and down this match. Um, but it it told a cool story. It it was basically it became down to Del Rio and Rusev. Who's gonna pin Kalisto? Uh, and that made it interesting and made it an engaging uh, wrestling match. So good, the, it was the match we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> and it was a dynamic we didn't know we wanted, right? So good match. Rusev retains his championship. Big surprise. Uh, next up, of course, the man, the legend, uh, Y2J. J, uh, Y2Day. Y2Day. Uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> comes out uh, for a Winnipeg street fight, uh, which basically means no DQ for using weapons, I guess, but still a one pinfall match or by submission. Um 
Jericho comes out and the pop is huge for Jericho. And the thing I'm wondering going into this house show is, does Jericho come out to a huge pop and then cut a 10 minute promo just berating Winnipeg? No, it's the complete, it was the complete opposite. We saw face Jericho tonight. We saw face Jericho come out um, and and talk about Winnipeg, talk about wrestling, talk about the reason why he's still wrestling is... is uh, people like us, of course, on Twitter and stuff and Instagram later, he's like, that was one of the best matches. Uh, He'll, in, he in will memory. never forget that match. And yeah. he, he actually, the, the interesting thing was, like, there's the, that guy in the Jets jersey in the far corner. Yeah. He's the guy who gave him that uh, scarf. scarf. Yeah. Because Jericho is a huge, a huge fan. No matter where he is, he's still yeah. a huge, I mean, reborn with the city, of course. Yeah. Being a Jets fan. And he actually went over, the security guard was there in the corner. Jericho kind of didn't notice at first that he was trying to be given. Mm-hmm. That scarf, and he actually got the security guard to bolt. Who well, this guy's old? I remember him from the old yeah. arena, and he bolted like a good fifteen seconds to get this guy back. And he came back and gave him the scarf. <laughs> and he give me that guy's scarf. And, he, and, and of course, yeah. like he, he kept it. And even even the Jets retweeted it and said, "It's good to have you back back in your yeah. hometown." So uh, the 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 cheers were deafening. Uh, the Y two J chants and and the welcome home chants and uh, Jericho talks a bit and then Dean Ambrose comes out and Dean Ambrose comes out to probably the biggest boo Dean Ambrose has ever gotten. I have never <laughs> seen him get booed like this before. He couldn't believe it. He multiple times he just kind of stopped and looked around and he just kind of looked bewildered that even though uh, Chris Jericho was the hometown boy that that Dean Ambrose's popularity, which he has, let's let's say that like yeah. we've seen Dean Ambrose at these house shows before we've seen Dean Ambrose headline these house shows before against Roman Reigns a couple times I think uh, and, and just a chorus of boos and boos anytime he was up in the match uh, he, he went and laid on the, the corner of the ring boos Jericho does it cheers Dean Ambrose does it boos Jericho's ready to get on with the match people cheer one more time Jericho goes up and gets a, gets a and cheer then, again. Yeah, and then he started walking around the corner had his hands up looking at Dean like I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on uh, so it was Bizarro World in which uh, Jericho, which just recently this past week on, on that uh, on that pay per view was the the heelist of heels, uh, was now just a hero uh, in this match, and it was super funny. That being said, before we get into it, I want to say that this match was far more interesting than the match on the weekend, the payback. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the Winnipeg Street Fight thing is a, a, a gimmick they always work with Dean Ambrose that when he comes out, you know. Uh, what weapons will be used in some capacity. Also, this was the only match of the night to actually use things from under the apron. Uh, and they kind of used the, the three things you want to see. They got the kendo stick involved, the chair, and then at the end, the table. Um, yeah, it, Jericho kicked out of a Dirty Deeds, <laughs> which no one has really done. No. He had the power of the crowd on his side. Uh, he sent uh, Ambrose through a table at some point. At one point, they were outside the ring, and a guy was taking a picture. Jericho went and grabbed the guy's phone and took a selfie of him and Dean on the on the side of the ring and then gave him his phone back. Uh that, you was, know. That, that was great. The guy was just on top of the world. Yeah. Jericho seemed to have a hell of a time. Uh, and it was a, a fine match. The bizarre nature of Dean Ambrose just getting a chorus of boos and uh, Jericho just being the most over thing ever was super funny and uh, and fun to witness in person. And uh, a fine match. And a fine house show. Because I haven't, I haven't seen him get... Well, I, I've seen him, but I haven't seen him get that kind of reaction or pop, really. Yeah. Because the three, the three times out of the six shows that I've been to... The first one was way back uh, when Austin made his resurgence, but as a heel yeah. in the company. Uh, second time was on that episode of Raw back in 04 where they had musical chairs to decide who was going to sure, yeah. get a title match. <laughs> and then when he was the last one coming out, all the others were already out there, really. And then, uh, yeah, because Flair came out 
he had his music because it's Ric Flair. He he, yeah. he he gets an entrance. Yeah. And then Jericho came out, and the pop was like that. The pop we had last night was good. The pop at that raw, like it was, and it was the old arena too. So the yeah. acoustics were bad, and even for the bad acoustics, it was deafening. And he gets in the ring, and he's just standing there, and he actually starts laughing aloud on how loud it was. And even uh, actually having copies of that raw, yeah. like digitally, uh, just hearing Jr. go, "This is the hometown boy," and all that, and all you hear is just Jr. like in awe of how loud it is for him. <laughs> yeah, last night was uh, was definitely up there too. That's uh, we like we like some Jericho around here. Again. We we're do. All, we're we, all Jerichoholics. We we love our. Got we pulled lo- over on the way home for drinking too much Jericho. <laughs> uh, so before we uh, we kind of wrap it up here on the. Uh, May 29th edition of the Sultans of Slam. Uh, I believe we have some questions. We do. We got two questions from uh, our good friend, Mr. Westman. Who attended the show with us. He did. Yeah. He was he was a little quiet, though. Well, we we kind of sat funny. I yeah. felt like uh, one of us should have had Westman's ear. He was yelling his own his own. Well, thing. he was, yeah, he was, he, he was, he was chatting when he was interested. He, he seemed really into it. Yeah. So I just, he was immersed. He was, he was, he was very, he was very immersed. In, and the best part was, cause usually it's, there's, there, well, there, in theory, there's six of us that sit in different places. Yeah. But unfortunately, Westman's, uh, shall we say, co-pilot, uh, <laughs> <It's> Chewbacca, is, <laughs> in this matter, <laughs> is uh, is you know in, in the states for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and uh, he posted on Facebook, you know, pictures of how close he was and all yeah. that. Uh, she immediately went, "You spring for ringside seats, and the, I'm the not here." Well, yeah, because you know it's like buying two seats but for one. Uh, anyways, uh, what 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 did His, Westman? Have to say, yeah. Two questions. This first one is: How do you think they will utilize Rollins now that he's back? So you heard rumblings that there's some kind of face turn. Uh, you know, I've, I've coming. Got, I've got to imagine that they're going to leave him as a heel for now. Yeah, because they they still want he he yeah. needs to fill what is currently the Roman Reigns rule, which is not heel or face. He's the guy. Yeah. That's what he was before he left. He was just whinier because of the authority angle of it. Uh, obviously people were hoping that Rollins would come back and just be a bulldozer, uh, but be a good guy and kind of, you know, I think he's going to be a, he's bulldozer. still trying to hug Steph. He's, <laughs> so. he's, he's still going to be that bulldozer, but I think he really, he's really going to be that, yeah. the tweener that we can get with and understand. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> Ladies. Un- unlike, uh, unlike Roll- uh, Rollins, Reigns, yeah. who we just don't care. Like we have no reason to care. We don't care. That being said. Regardless of how this is going on on live TV right now, yeah. there will well, there were a lot of rain shirts last night at yeah. the live show. Oh yeah. Uh, so the thing with Reigns is he, he he doesn't need to go away. I think he he doesn't necessarily need or repackaging either. Uh, I think he just needs to get out of that title picture, so people don't have to have constant heat on him just for that fact that he's the top guy. Let him reestablish himself yeah. first, and then let him come back up. Because right now it's just it's not working. He needs to be involved in something that doesn't benefit him, uh, and by that I I mean if Dean Ambrose wins Money in the Bank and it ends up being Rollins versus Reigns in that main event, and Dean Ambrose is sitting backstage with the Money in the Bank, and you basically can have the resolution of this Shield thing that whether they plan to or not, like whether Rollins and Reigns was a plan for earlier, but he got. Injured or something like that? Like, let's resolve this. Well, let me put this out there. I've said this a lot, but this this just feeds more into the idea that he should be a heel. John Cena. Yeah. He was a face when he came in, but no one really understood him. Like, he had the good rap game, which is 
something I loved about him when he first came in. The good rap game. Because when you well when you saw him when he came when he first came in he was just like the prototype and he was just a big muscly man with like red trunks mm-hmm. and he's like uh, there was an open challenge it was Kurt Angle yeah I'm John Cena that was it that was that was that was his personality and he came in and he was still kind of a face they didn't know what to do with him they made him a heel over yeah The Rock. Same thing. No one liked Rocky yeah. Maivia. He became, uh, he was in the Nation of Domination. Yep. And then became the leader and a heel. He was Vince's champion. Bingo. Yeah. Corporate corporate champion. Put over. Yeah. You're missing a step here. You're not learning from your past. You yeah. made it work in the past. Why can't you make it work for Roman? Yep. I don't understand. You you missed the fa- the heel turn. You have And you have someone yeah. in Rollins who can make a fantastic face right now. Like, he does get booze, but he gets booze because of what he says. His pop on Raw was huge. Yeah. He's he, popular he can, in spite of He can get it. over. Yeah. He can get over with the crowd. It's the difference between Sheamus getting booed and Seth Rollins getting booed. Like, when Sheamus was the champion, it was just like, anybody, come on, boo, Sheamus, you look dumb, like, enough. With Seth Rollins, it's like, boo, I hate the thing you're saying. But I like now you. Now wrestle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's a distinct difference there. Uh, so, with Seth Rollins, we just want to see more of him. We hope he's involved in, uh, you know, with a brand split. They could do interesting things with that guy. Where where he could be the savior of SmackDown, but so so could Cena. So could if you're just looking for viewing Cena's, numbers, Cena, Cena's going in that U.S. title yeah. thing again. He okay, is fine. I don't see it. He's 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 gonna. But make is it. the U.S. title the SmackDown title? Yes. Okay, so you're you're thinking Cena will be kicking around SmackDown just competing because for the it's, U.S. title because it's live and you're not working two days back to back. Yeah, you've opened up a better work. Uh, working schedule for uh, guys like John Cena who can legitimize that title. You're making it easier. You're making it better. Realistically, you're fleshing out everything so it's going to be more interesting. Theoretically. That being said, theoretically. The other thing to say is uh, the problem now is you have three hours to fill and then you got SmackDown. But you're overexposing wrestlers if Raw drops down to two hours with a depleted roster, SmackDown goes live two hours, depleted roster, uh, the overexposure d- d- won't happen. You won't see Kevin Owens wrestle on a Monday and wrestle on a Tuesday and then wrestle on a pay-per-view. Uh, you can leave guys off for a week. You can give people Raw off. Uh, build, build some mystery. You know, you want to see them. You want to see them perform. Uh, which is something we don't have now. The, the problem with a lot of the pay-per-views rolling up, especially with something like Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho, uh, Baron Corman, Dol- Dolph Ziggler, we've seen these guys wrestle eight times. There's nothing new they can show us, and, and there's nothing new we should expect to see. Uh, other than maybe like a big finish. Like, okay, we're going to do this thing in a, in a cage, and it's going to end with you hitting some thumbtacks. Uh, but we're going to have to <laughs> wrestle for 26 minutes when we've already wrestled for a combined three and a half hours uh, in the month leading up to this. Uh, is the real bummer that I, I hope the brand split uh, brings in. Anyways, but that was a tangent to uh, to the question we were just asked. But uh, there was a there was another question. Yes, there was. Sorry, I got distracted by news from results from yesterday's other uh, Peoria, show, Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is going to win Money in the Bank? Westman is saying Ambrose. Uh, Not having the full list, we have six yeah. out of the seven. You could always have a a, a dark horse, so to speak, right? Uh, Ambrose makes it most interesting, especially if it's going to be something you just. With the brand split coming, resolve the money in the bank really quickly. Uh, maybe that night. The interesting thing is, I could see them, because of the brand split, say the superstar is going to be on, he's drafted by SmackDown. Yeah. 
throw that curveball out there, make it a pay per view, and he jumps up for the Raw champion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, for, like say they say they have. They're the, working on the, the assumption that they have two championships. Yeah, yeah. But presuming that there's two championships, and you go back to having the heavyweight, which if they don't bring back heavyweight in WWE, and they go back to the old Eagle title and the heavyweight, yeah, yeah. let's make it classy, people. So anyway, what, I digress. so what you're what you're imposing is that if he gets money in the bank, and then they do a brand split, and there's two championships, that money in the bank contract is good for either of those championships because because the contract I'm betting will say a stipulation. It's always it's always been for a champion, like a yeah. championship so match. If you, so if a guy wanted the women's title, that's okay. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want one tag belt. Just one. It's never. It's it's never really been specific. I remember. I think the, one of the first money in the banks too. Yeah. It was. They had. They still had the brand split going. I I think. Because money in the bank was money. If I remember correctly, money in the bank was brought forward by Eric Bischoff as an opportunity. And. Well, it's a way to take had, take and, someone and, who's not currently in the title picture and and elevate them. You're, yeah, and you're and it's it's really showing that you're yeah. for the most part you're planning for them to be. Taking that step, yeah. and when they're ready unless to take that step after time, unless you're yeah. Seamus, <laughs> and you and you and you and you, you you get it one night and blow it the next. Yeah, it's like unless you're a big idiot, chances are the guy, <laughs> a stupid idiot, uh, the guy who gets the money in the bank is is going to at some point hold the title for as brief or as long as uh, I mean, look at Seth Rollins, right? He probably would have still had the title if he uh, wasn't injured. That being said, my guess for Money in the Bank, Zack Ryder again. Oh, for the I want to say right now we don't know them all. I want to say Dark Horse, just for the fun of it, but out of the superstars that we know of now, I'm going Kevin Owens. Favorite, favoritism sure. aside. Yeah. Because of the way Vince is apparently starting to turn a little bit on him and, and, come and see the light on him. Well, the whole thing is, so. is, like, you always kind of look at who needs it the most. Dean Ambrose, out of all of those guys, needs this the most with the programs he's had in the last couple months and uh, his waning, not his waning interest in the fans, but his waning interest as far as, as the storyline's concerned. Uh, I, I think he gets the most out of it, especially when you have the two guys that are currently involved in the WWE Heavyweight Championship picture. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get, let's get. You know, this is the follow up to Brand New Day Spider Man, the retcon. Let's let's get Dean Ambrose in there. Let's get uh, the Shield basically vying for that championship and see what comes of it. And then the, the schism will happen with the, the schism is the word of the day. Uh, will happen <laughs> with the uh, with the brand split, and we'll go from there. Of course, there was that uh, that mystery tweet with the hatch. Did you see that? That is Strabagel. In a hat, in a in a in a bunker. He's he's releasing Sister Abigail. What is she? Why is she, why is she in a? Because uh, there's. Uh, let's, let's see if I can find this again. Uh, one of the websites actually collected all the tweets mm-hmm. and listed them all. Uh, big plans, world title. See that? That's another something guy. Ha- something hatching on Raw this week. Pardon the pun. Oh no! And the first picture <laughs> is a is is kind of like this beat up auto garage kind of idea with with a, with a giant door. And then you go inside and someone's got a crowbar on a hatch. The next one is someone drilling into the hatch with sparks flying everywhere. It's just extracting it's on 530. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one. Uh, credit to Reed, who we work with. Uh, it's every mention of Chris Benoit. They're going to release it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and then the la- and one of the tweets uh, was uh, on the same day. Yeah. Uh, later, but finalized with Bray Wyatt, and it's and it's showed a girl walking through the woods in fog. Okay. Uh, like the, the sh- her sh- silhouette. Sure. And it says, <laughs> "I make warriors of the unwanted for you, Abby." Hashtag the return. Okay. So what? There's been period. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been really weird. There's been periodical tweets. Yeah. Him tweeting about the return or the appearance of Sister Abigail. Okay. 
Do we know who she is? Like who she'll be the portrayed rumor, by? The, the, the rumor was there was this girl in NXT a while ago that dressed up as Sister Abigail. Just for fun. Well, I don't know if it was for fun <laughs> or for, 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 for like joking promotional stuff. Yeah. But she actually looked really, really... And she, looked, she was a wrestler. And she looked really good. I, I really wish I could find that information on the fly huh. like, right now. But So the, the other thing with, with the Seth Rollins... Anytime a heel gets injured, when they come back, you're expecting a turn. So is this going to be a holier-than-thou, kind of like the, the High Sparrows in Game of Thrones? Uh, well, you're not quite there yet. But uh, <laughs> turn, turn for the Wyatts? Like, are they going to be, like, holy warriors now? Like, what's, you know, uh, maybe... Well, maybe I am there on Game of Thrones, but on that side. Uh, ultimately, it's looking right now like because Luke Harper is gone and they need that that that, that reinvigoration, mm-hmm. this might be the time there is... And I know for a fact, and they say it here, there's always been talk of bringing Sister Abigail in and flushing out that story a little bit more. But once you do that, there's no going back. It's done. Yeah. Uh, it's But on the website, they're making the reference, I think... This is the same person that I was thinking of was Santana Garrett. Okay, um, I remember that name. I remember you saying that name before. She apparently would pull off a really good Sister Abigail. I think that's, right. I think that's her. Uh, so Sister Abigail isn't just a ghost or something that Bray Wyatt uh, references. Like, it's yeah, an actual like, person. Like, this, this, like it just doesn't make any sense with WWE talking about the hatch and all that stuff. Maybe they're trying to hatch, pardon the pun, another character on the show before the brand split and trying to introduce someone else again. Through promotional work, I don't know. It's it's kind of underground how they're doing it this time. But Bray Wyatt tweeting the picture of Sister Abigail and like you know the the old school like uh, you know su- Southern Belle dress. Yeah, creepy. Like, it's kind of t- yeah, tattered in the woods. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I really have to believe that's going to happen. That's going to look stupid in a wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah, in the woods it looks cool. Well, she's well, she's I don't, I don't think she'd wrestle. I think she'd just yeah. be more of like a manager type thing. Sure, but she just looked totally messed up. Her hair would be like tattered and. That kind of thing. All like, right. That's, that's from my assumption, at Sign least. Sign me up. All right. Well, uh, that about, I guess, does it for the uh, the podcast. Anything anything else to add? Did they find uh, Kane? No, 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 no. no <laughs> the demon Kane is still missing. Uh, but maybe someone did actually send him to hell. Yeah. But <laughs> he would tell some, some, real. some interesting things from the Peoria show yeah. last night. Uh, I mean, Titus is back. He was He's fighting on live events. Yeah. Uh, the show, actually, our show looked a little bit better. Um, but they had car, they had the club. Yeah. Versus Zack Ryder and Mojo Rowley. Okay. Mojo's working WWE live shows, which means he's probably going to get called up with Zack Ryder, which means, guess what? You have a tag team. We have a tag team again. Whoa. So, new, new, whoa, whoa. the, uh, the, the whoa, hype bros, as they're whoa, called. Whoa, 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 whoa. I actually like them <laughs> together, man, because, like, Mojo's really, un, like, untamed. Yeah. And Zack's, he's Zach's really untamed. and Zack's, is all he is, he's really, he's really <laughs> wild, but Zack Ryder's really, like, you know, goofy, but he's... He's really matured into like he's he's, he's, a, he's a good a good tame version of. He's a Mojo. man out of time as a yeah, wrestler. Old, yeah, he, he's too. like he's a guy from the late '80s that it just happens to be wrestling now. And a, uh, and, a, and a program that is, is, it was probably set up on Raw, Apollo Cruz versus Sheamus. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because of the, the the attack in the and they put Apollo Cruz over Sheamus. I think the that, face. There, there's your pre-show for Money in the Bank right there. The face won every single match. Except yeah. for uh, the club. Did Charlotte not win? Yeah, but she's a women's title match. Title matches we don't include. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was Cause, 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 <clears throat> All right. Well, there you go. Well, we missed out on some hot Titus O'Neil and Zack Ryder action. Yeah, man. Look, uh, honest to God, looking at, looking at that card, I think Peoria ended up getting screwed. Interesting. 
Well, I mean that they did get AJ Styles. Cause anything because they had, well, it was because it was Enzo and Cass versus the Dudleys. Enzo and Cass would have been cool, but yeah. okay. Titus O'Neil beat Victor. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Goldust beat Tyler Breeze. Yes. Okay. I want to see Goldust. The club beat the hype, the hype bros. That would have been a little interesting. Sami Zayn beat Owens. That would have been cool. Uh, Apollo Cruz versus Sheamus. Boring. Uh, Charlotte versus Natalia. We've seen it. Even though we love Maddie, yep. seen it, and then Reigns versus <laughs> AJ Styles, that right. would have been cool. So there was like three matches out of the entire night. Turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. So we we actually worked up for the better. We'll get team. to see AJ Styles when he comes around with his program with uh, Seth Rollins. So that'll be better. Uh, we can only hope. I think that we're going to see them when they come back for a live show, and I, th- I like not like like a, like a an actual show, show? An actual show where I am springing for good seats. They just can't put Jericho on it because it'll ruin everything for them unless Jericho's right. Well, they knew the last time they came they, in 04. They did they that once. They did, um, crap. They did a, <laughs> they did a Raw in Seth Rollins' hometown when he was in the middle of, of his heliest heelness. And when he came out, he got nothing but cheers and kept saying terrible things and trying to put down his hometown and everybody would just cheer him. Uh, which is what I thought was going to happen with Jericho yesterday, which just didn't. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's I, I can just imagine Vince backstage being like, no, it's, it's ruining everything. Well, uh, especially since he cut a promo afterwards. Yeah. Because, like, his catchphrase, like, never ever was cut off by Dean Ambrose coming out, which also garnered more booze because yeah. he wouldn't let him just say his piece. And it was really interesting how... Uh, let, let, let this be said, because we, we kind of went off topic to the end of the show. Yeah. but We always do. <laughs> yeah. But when, when the match ended and, you know, Dean was walking away... He said, I'm going to finish my catchphrase. You want to hear it? And everyone went, went crazy. So people were already leaving. And then he called out the people yeah. that were leaving early up the ramp. He's like, well, cool, guys. You know, I, I respect you. You don't want to see this. Cool. Uh, you're probably the same guys who would leave during <laughs> overtime in jet, yeah. Yeah, over a Jets game. So bye. We don't need you. I was like, even in face, face Jericho. He's still a heel. <laughs> Making fun of people for, for leaving the MTS Center early is a Winnipeg face thing to do, man. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, uh, beat the traffic is is a thing at every Jets game. Uh, anyways, let's wrap it up there uh, before we start rambling too much. That is the Sultans of Slam podcast for this week. For myself, Lee, and Andrew, uh, we'll be back hopefully sometime between now and Money in the Bank to, uh, to maybe give our, our thoughts on the setup of the next pay-per-view. Other than that, uh, take her easy. I'll be going to uh, to E3 uh, in the middle of this next month here, so oh I'll keep my eyes open uh, for for Mr. Xavier Woods, who likes to show up on the show floor at 2K's booth to promote that wrestling game. I think he's the only one that usually does it. <laughs> uh, he's he's their he's their portal into that world, I guess, into 2016. Uh, where is the rest of the company somewhere somewhere in 2009? I think right now they're they're kind of like an Asian country in that like things that are cool here. Uh, we're cool here. Ten years ago, are now are now coming into vogue in uh, in WWE. That's always been the case. Um, anyways, uh, that's it. That's the Sultans of. Slam!